Okay, prefacing yet another episode. Um, yeah, uh, this week's chat was with the award, multi-award winning. I can't even. Hang on, wait. Literally, Australia's only gothic male stripper slash masseuse slash escort slash sexy waiter slash life drawing model slash adult movie performer and shit ton more I got the chance to sit down with the one and only Dragon Knight there are improvement works ahead so this train will terminate at the next station fake news fake news I'm I'm already banned from America anyhow. I think we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> it all, it always comes up due to the job. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, look, thanks officially for actually coming down, man. Um, I got you down here because you are a sex worker here in Melbourne. Yep. Yep. And I think, so well, now that I know I went about America, but we'll come back. We'll come back to it. I've got to write it down. America. <laughs> come back to that shit. Um, it's an actual, oh. Hey, an actual card. Of course. You know, um, I've actually seen this before. My tack guy, he's someone he knew hired you for like a hens or something. Okay. Yeah. And I think I'd, we were talking about the industry or something, and then yep. I mentioned your name, and he's yep. like, you're kidding. I'm like, why? And he actually showed me a photo of this on his phone, because I think he'd asked him, oh, who's, uh, who's coming down? I mean, it's a small world after all. There you go. <laughs> it's actually, hang on, 60 hens life drawing. Okay, cool. I'm going to go through this business card. There's actually more shit here that I need to know. <laughs> okay, well, let's just, wait a second. Let's just back it up. Yep, yep. All right. I think the key question most people have is, what made you get into the industry, all right? And there's all of, off the top of my head, I can think of a thousand different reasons why someone would get into it. Yep. Um, obviously, cash, you know, uh, it, it's either a choice made. What I'm more curious in is, was it an active decision you had made that you sort of pursued or did it sort of just happen and you found yourself in a situation? Okay. Most people get a laugh out of it because it's such a down-to-earth answer. So. Okay. The reason why I got into the sex industry was basically because I needed the money for a guitar. There we go. That's the standard response I get. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've, I've, I've asked myself that, <laughs> being a muso as well? And it's like, fuck, man, I really need a pedal and I need a Marshall stack. You know, what could I be doing? Well, I had all that, so I went. I went to. I was. I was learning guitar. I was already in one band at the time. <laughs> I've walked into a shop and I've just gone and I've just looked at all the Gibsons and I've oh, gone, okay. yeah. Gibson man, yeah. all right. And I've just looked at that. And I've gone, yep, that definitely suits me. Which one? Uh, it was a Gibson Les Paul. It was an all black one. Uh, um, then I replaced the the pickups with Seymour Duncan's. Um, so hang on. So you did get the guitar. I did get the guitar. <laughs> I worked for a week to get it, <laughs> and I got it, and a Marshall Combo amp as well, and yeah. How much work did you do? Uh, I left home on a Sunday and came home back home on a Sunday. And you got a guitar and a and a rig. Okay. Um, <laughs> a 
Okay, so the, I guess the key question is, oh, look, that's a very down-to-earth answer. I don't know what to tell. I don't know how to follow up with that. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, well, yeah. yeah, okay, I needed the money, I needed the money for, for, for a guitar and amp, and so what can I do to get that money? And I want it. I want the guitar, like, in my hand next now. Next, yeah, now, yeah. now. So, um... I think what I'm having issues with yep. is the fact that it's such a wholesome answer. There's nothing actually wrong with... Like, you went in a bad spot. You weren't in the dire mental health sort of, like, straights. You know what I mean? Like, no. just, I needed a guitar. I, I, I needed a guitar, which means <laughs> I needed money, which means I needed to work. Okay. So, I went so to So, how did you go about it? I went to the oldest profession in the world. 100%. Pros- prostitution. Yeah. Prostitution, sex work, whatever you like to call it. Yeah. Um, back then, it was answering the personal ads in the newspapers. Oh, at the back. Yeah, yep, I remember at those. The back. Um, that's before the internet, the whole lot. Um, old school. <laughs> yeah, old school. Um, even the Saturday training post still had personal ads in it. Um, yeah. You know, I put ads in it myself. Um, and, yeah, it just went from there, and then it went to the, the digital age. Okay, so did you actually put an ad out, or did you answer an ad? Both. So what was your ad saying, and what was the ad that you answered? I, if you can, whatever you can I remember. I cannot remember. That is so far, that's okay. like 27 years so ago. You, you put an ad out offering your services yep. and then you found an ad asking for your for services. Yep. So I was all, I was proactive. Okay. So yeah, I put my ads up, so to speak, or I put them, put them in newspapers. Yeah. But then I'd be answering, you know, those lonely people <laughs> out there that are, that are seeking company. Yeah. I would answer them. And Okay. So hang on. How quickly did it? I mean, you said you left on a Sunday. After you put out your initial ads, how quickly did you find work? Um, so just before that whole week that I worked, so I started uh, uh, Friday. Yeah, and I started closing deals Saturday, and started working Sunday. And it was three lovely, lovely married ladies in Turak that their husbands were. CEOs of companies that were just off. absent, yeah, yeah, absent, and I literally bounced from one house to another in Turak and came home seven days later. And on the eighth, they went and brought me guitar, me amp, and everything else I needed. Do you have any money left over? No, I think I blew the lot. <laughs> <laughs> As a musician, you never make any money; just keep blowing on guitars. Yeah, it's whatever and you got, you know, I could always do it with another pedal. I need another wah, yeah, wah yeah, pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? You've got to. No, but this one's the Hendrix yeah, little wing yes. pedal. Okay. Yeah. So it took a week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I had no idea, man. Like I worked with you for I don't know how long, and I never thought that's how it would have started ever. Uh, that, that, that's it's funny. It's funny. I mean, yes, there are. There is the bad side of the business where people are sort of forced into the trade, yeah. or they, they cannot see, or they've got a supporter habit, or something like that that, that leads them down. I'm, um, I've been. I wouldn't say lucky. I've just been had the right place, been in the right place, right time to choose. Yeah, it was an active right choice part. as opposed to being backed into a corner. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, okay, so you, you started off, obviously, I mean, you were a sole trader initially. Yeah. True. Okay. Um, what happened from that point? I mean, how did, you, how did you actually grow, like your business and stuff? From there, it's literally word of mouth. Um, and then the internet came along, so it was getting on message boards Doing exactly the same thing as the newspapers, but doing it on message boards. Yeah, you know, had a digital, had a photo back then scanned to a digital format, and 
you know, this is a photo of myself. Yeah. How, how long have you been in the industry? Uh, I'm out now with my 27th year. 27th? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, so I remember getting the trading post when I was a kid. Like, I remember seeing the paper, seeing the person was, and as a kid, you, you giggle because you see, you know, yeah. X-rated sort of shit at the back of the paper. And, I mean, I'm in my late 30s now, so it sort of makes about about much sense. I mean, if you're at the active age of being able to go out. Um, how, how quickly did you find... I mean, after you sort of got your first week and you got your guitar and your, and your thing, <laughs> were you sort of abandoning whatever you were doing to full-time sort of escort work? No, I always, I've always had another job. Yeah. The, the adult industry has always been second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth jobs yeah, yeah. on top of a normal job. When I mentor sex workers these days and people that want to get into the industry, I tell them, go get yourself a day job. Even if it's unloading, even if it's manual labour, unloading a container. One, it'll keep you fit, which you need it for the job. It gives you some money. I said, if you can cover your basic rent, food, and your utility bills, you can use all your adult work as bonuses. That's your going out, partying money, buying guitar money, going on holidays. I was going to say that work would basically be black as well. I mean, but it'd be changed now, obviously. You can. It is a, it is a cash business. I sort didn't of think a cash it'd be business. sort of something that people would be putting on a credit card. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, no, these days. These days. These days, different. yes. Yeah. Um, back then, no, it was more cash in hand. Yeah. Um, but these days with PayPal um, and other facilities, PayPal's not, not the best one to use because it's an American company. Yeah. I love how you know that. Like, it's, mm. you know, like you're actually schooled on this. And, and even your banks, the, the banks these days are now better at it. They won't close sex workers' accounts, but previously they used to, if they found out, they would close the account and keep Why? the money. Because the banks were partly owned by American companies. Okay. So what? They've, they've, it's frowned upon. It's Okay. Purely that, it's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. It's not back then. It was very much very under the table. Yeah. You had to keep things on the low. Couldn't have too much money going in your town, especially cash deposits. Yeah. Banks would get suspicious. And Okay. All right. I think we just skipped ahead like the whole 15 years there. I was just going to say, <laughs> all right, initially like when you started, yep. how many hours of work would you say you were putting into, not just obviously seeing clients, but generally? How many hours were you sort of putting in? Probably about 20 hours a week. Okay. Because I'm treating, as far as I see it, this is a, you were a sole trader and you were running a business, you know, and you're building a business. So I've, I mean, I've done that. I'm, I'm still doing it. So I know how much time I spend and it's fucking, it's exhausting. Now you're doing something that's physically exhausting. Can be. It can be. Can be. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, you've got different types of clients, clearly. Um, yeah. So you spend at least 20 hours a week building this thing. 20 hours a week. On top of working, whatever I was doing, yeah, as a job at the time. Okay, we were um, okay. So initially, you wanted the guitar, and then you just what you just found. I thought, well, I can just keep doing this, and that's the end of it. Um, I still did, st- still did me sort of me job at the time. Yeah, went to, did more music, still did all the adult entertainment, and sleep just became an option. <laughs> Needed another pedal, so you just kept going. <laughs> One I didn't take, so yeah, just drink more coffee. Yeah, I mean, I've worked shift work with you, so I know exactly what that's like. I've come in those mornings and it's just like, fuck me. 
Yeah, it sort of becomes like that. And I guess once you find um, your niche, as in, I, I should mention, yeah, like your niche, the whole uh, got sort of male um, escort. How quickly did you come into that? Well, I've basically been a goth all my life, I consider. Yeah. Um, oh, mate, don't, don't get mistaken. No, no, I no. had hair longer than yours, yeah? Mine's short. <laughs> yeah, yours is short. I had hair down here, right? And I basically started getting tats when I stopped playing guitar because I didn't have time. So I want to hang on to that dream, you know? So I get it. I understand. I probably run into you at clubs, mate. A hundred percent. Deviate or something oh, in the city. God. <laughs> yeah, that that sh- brings back memories. Yeah, showing, showing some age now. But good old, yeah. good old Deviate. That closed in 2014. Was it 14? Yeah, 2014 it closed. Shit. It was packed that final night. I used to know a few of the dudes that like ran sort of stuff there and DJed or whatever, but it's been a lot longer since I was there. I was still early teen, Early 20s probably was the last time I was there. Huh. Anyway. Yep. So, yeah, how did you f- fall into the whole goth... Thing. Was that your, your thing from the start? That was my thing from the start. That's what you advertised as? Not at the very start. Um, did you? Just, let's take your first week, all right? Whatever you can remember. Did you turn up, say, in goth sort of wear or, you know, with the eyeliner and all that sort of shit? Um, or did you try and keep it sort of... I kept it sort of low-key, but with the long hair, it sort of gave it away that I was already sort of yeah. alternative... So back then, it was like, now people were trying to mistake me for grunge. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, there's a big difference between uh, grunge and, and goth. And, and there's no flannelette shirts. It was, it was, <laughs> I kept it to, I kept it dark. It was black shirts. It yeah. was black everything. Um, so that led, wasn't as much as the makeup. Um, but if the customer wanted it, whack, it went on. Okay. How, um, I mean, you're obviously new to that industry. Did you have anyone mentoring you along the way? Nah, a lot of it was trial by error. Everything was trial by error? Yeah, you sink or swim. <laughs> sink or swim. I mean, I've made mistakes. That's yeah, it'll learn it. You're teething. And yeah. you learn. You live and you learn. I, I'm just like, obviously, like I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking of all the endeavors that I've taken on. If I've had someone there sort of guiding me along the way, but... That kind of industry is really, uh, it can leave a person like, it's, you're dealing with vulnerability, really. Correct. So that's why I'm saying it, that's a big learning curve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Um, I had things happen in my um, early childhood that sort of mentally, mentally prepared me okay. for that type of work. Yeah. And so the mental side of things of, the, of this business, I was... Already sort of prepped and light just, years ahead, so yeah. to speak, before I was at the legal age. Yeah. Love to do stuff. Yeah, I understand. So, what do you reckon your first, like in your first, say, how long do you reckon it took you to sort of get, get, get your stride going? Like, feel comfortable enough to be confident and, you know, back yourself when you were going out to seek sort of clients? Uh, probably my late 20s. As in, so how long had you been doing it, the work? How long, how long had you been doing the work until you sort of could, you were confident where in your like abilities as in like uh, to, to see yeah, clients? Late, and, late 20s and I started when I, just after I turned 18. So it took you 10 years yeah. in the industry before you felt like you were actually legit? Before, before I could say, yeah, I want to take you on as a customer. Now you can just fuck right off. Really? 10 years? Yep. Yeah. Do you reckon you blitzed it at the, like you blitzed your development? Or do you reckon you took it sort of easy and... and I, took, I took it easy. Um, um, I always had other things going on. Um, 
so I did take it easy. It was a, a learning experience. So, you know, I did have bad weeks and things like that. I also tried to manage a day job, my band at the time, and this. Yeah. So, you know. And friends, 80, relationships, all the other shit. 80 hours a week, work week, will take a toll on a body. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. it All that and probably too much beer. So, it took, <laughs> it, it took a bit. <laughs> okay. So, I'm still struggling, like, because, I mean, you, you said you had no mentors, nothing. Like, you you literally, you're, you're an enterprise. You started from ground up by yourself, like without someone sort of saying, hey, how about this? And I'll show you the ropes. It was more just like, fuck it, like run. Yeah. That's ballsy, man. That's really ballsy. Single swim. Most people didn't have the nerve to like, you know, starting a little home business. Even during COVID, you know, you would have seen everyone doing an arts and craft or something, but this is next level sort of shit. Single, single swim. That's the, that's the philosophy I believe in. It's go, go in hard. Go hard or go home. Did you find, what did you find like in your first, say, sort of year of sort of, how many clients do you reckon you were seeing like in a week? When I was younger, I was seeing a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Um, I was also charging incorrectly, thinking about it back then. Um, you should have been charging more? Should have been charging more. Yeah. Um, that, that's just. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Anyone that runs a business, run a business long enough, you know, oh, shit, I should yeah. have done something. Yeah. I've probably done at least 50 jobs that I could have earned a lot more money. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of things back then are all sort of a blur to me. <laughs> it's just so far. I'm just picturing like a 20-year-old that's making coin doing this in a band, working day job. Like I was, I was in a similar point where like back when I was 20, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I was working part-time. I was uh, going to school full-time. I was doing audio engineering. So I was, again, like you, I was in bands and recording rooms and shit. So I was also like, you know, had a partner, a girlfriend, you know, whatever it is. And you, you got your friends on the side as well. And you're doing this and you're doing that. And there was no sleep. And it's a blur. A lot of it is a blur. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, can, I can remember buildings that I may have been in. You know what I mean? <laughs> what I was doing, God knows what, but... Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can, oh, yeah, I remember that hotel. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Jesus Christ, man. Okay. What were, um, what do you reckon you sort of learned real quick when you started? Because, I mean, look, I've, I've read into sex work myself. Yep. I, I, I've sort of looked into it. Like, it is the oldest industry in the world. You can't overlook yep. the importance of it. And I think it should be, um, I think the, the stigma around it should really be sort of taken off and the taboo sort of nature to it because like it, it's it's an essential part of, of life you know like uh interpersonal relationships physical relationships like it's one of maslow's hierarchy of needs like you, it's something that people can't just switch off correct know? chemistry and physicality of it just needs however it's satisfied it has to be satisfied what did you find like as as a teenager you know early 20s going in what did you actually discover about people like that you didn't really sort of see or didn't uh, anticipate doing this kind of work Probably the more mental side of things, yeah. Because um, and 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 physically as well. Yeah, look, um, it's a given. Yeah, you know, like you, you sort of think when you think of sex worker, you think of the physical side, which isn't the truth. Like it, it can be completely removed. There's from that. a yeah. There's a lot more than. But I'm just thinking of a hot-headed twenty-year-old <laughs> that's suddenly cashed up, and it, like the world's at his feet. You know what I mean? So, well, I mean, obviously, you handle you take on clients differently now as you would have then. Yeah, the way you look at everything. Up to a point. <laughs> Up to a point. I still take on... Um, so, when I was 20, 
my main market was to aim for the 40-year-old woman. There was no point me aiming for a 20-year-old because they're at my age. They're not doing what I do, which means they're doing a retail job, which means they can't afford me anyhow. So I'm not even above wasting my advertising and trying to hunt down that market. I'll go for the market that's got the money to spend. And Expendable income, that's what yeah, you need. And they're looking for a toy boy. <laughs> Because that's what they see, that's what they want, and that's what they're hunting for, and I just happen to put myself in the front of the line. Come here, choose me. <laughs> the snake oil salesman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's like you said, in it to win it, man. Like, you've got to be in. You either pay, you play, and that's it. Okay. So what did you actually, like, what did you find, like, when you first started, like you said, with the whole mental thing? What was your first sort of... Learning, learning experiences. Learning experience would be trying to deal with other people's emotions. So, me personally, I can compartmentalize work and personal. It is literally, I can turn it on and turn it off. Um, But customers, when I was younger, they couldn't learn to turn off. You know, they've hired me, then I, then I get all the, the sort of the stalking messages and, and things like that. Have to, and that would be mentally draining on me, so to speak, having to constantly be polite and go, no, love, you've, you've paid for my time. We had a lovely time. If you'd like to spend more time, it'll cost you more. <laughs> Your credit card details, please. <laughs> Um, Did you find, how often were you finding, say, a client getting attached like that? In my, in my early stages, a lot. Is that because um, you were mismanaging it? Like you weren't really dealing with it properly? Or? Yeah, it was all a learning curve for me back then. How to deal, how to reply to customers, not saying the right words. These days, it's all, I've got, it come. Yeah, it I was going to say, Right now, like these days, I'm guessing you do a lot of stuff like via obviously with texts and, and online. So you can sort of see a conversation and know exactly how to respond. Yeah. These days, it's like reading in between the lines and you do that really quickly. Yeah. How so was it then? Like, you know. Then it was a lot harder because one mobile phones weren't really around back, no. back then. So no, it no, was no. like, even the internet was only just starting. So it was like emails. It was sometimes snail mail, so it was letters. You were getting letters? Yes, letters. Um, you know, so it's all old technology. Um, Hang on, where were you getting letters sent to? A P.O. box. Okay, I was going to say. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah P.O. box. <laughs> Good. You were, man, you were so on top I, of I, it. I was, I was making phone calls from pay phones. That's foresight, man. That's, that's pay phones and... and I have Not to even. say, I'm impressed. That is business acumen, man, for the early, like <laughs> the mid-90s, late-90s. You know what I mean? That's something most people don't even do. I've had to – people have asked me about business startups. I've said, get yourself a PO box. What for? Like, do you really want customers to know where you live? Like, what if you fuck up? Like, 100%. Okay, so how were you sort of – what were some of the things that were happening in regards to, you know, clients overstepping or becoming attached? Like, how – what were you not doing correctly? Like, give me an example of, like, a response to, like, a request or a letter. Um, what were the subtleties that you sort of tweaked? You know, to I think back then I sort of let on sort of too much personal information. I, I didn't keep the personal side separate. I'd let it slip in. But these days it's it's completely turned off. So you don't give them Jack? 
Okay. If, if, if I do, it's a story. I, I know workers that these days that they've got a complete false story that they give to their customers and they make, you know, that's their constant lie. Yeah, but it's consistent. So but if anyone consistent. ever hears it, it's always going to be the same thing. Yeah. Okay. How did you, did you, did you start coming up with this story just over time for yourself? Yeah, it's, it built up over time <laughs> and that's where it took the 10 years to get to that stage where... And I, I'm surprised, I'm not surprised, I'm just sort of but amazed the, it was 10 years. But in that 10 years, you went from paper, digital. Yeah, to, that's it, yeah. And that once, once you went to digital, it was a lot easier to, to, to keep things... Yeah, the paper trails there. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot easier. Yeah. I can't imagine what your filing system's like, you know, with, with different clients. Back then, it was, it was a mess, and I had notes on clients... These days, it's all electronic, and it's not far from my palm of my hand. What do you um starting out like? What do you, looking back now? Obviously, what do you what do you think you sort of wished you knew now that you wishing you then the things that would have helped oh, you along everything yeah everything if I if I know what I knew now back then I wouldn't be driving a shitbox like I am <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you needed that other guitar like it's just. I probably would have spent more money on more guitars. <laughs> exactly. That's what we do. We're stupid musicians. Well, I, I spent enough as but, it is. Yeah. Look around you. Like, this is... I've spent more on microphones than I have on food you know, in the last six months. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Like, I could have owned a house two houses by now. Yeah. 100%. The amount of guitars I, no, I spent I money on. Totally get it. I was going to say, <laughs> when you started off, were there any other goth uh, escorts out there? No. At all? Not that I knew of. Not that you knew of. Um, how how quickly did you go into like say because I mean looking at your card you're doing erotic neuro services yep that, that one's new to me what's that okay <laughs> now to explain now this comes to Victorian state law compared to federal state law yeah okay so you're looking at that business card and you'll see right down the bottom there's a little number yeah okay. okay so that number is the smallest I'm allowed to have on a business card. I can't make it any smaller. I'm not allowed to by law. Okay. But because of that number, I cannot say certain words on a business card. The word massage is one of them. Why is that? That's just part of the state law. Really? So I have to call it services. Okay. So services equals massage. So it's Nuru massage. Uh-huh. All right, which, is, which is a body-to-body... Very erotic, sensual massage. Oh, like a body glide sort of thing. More than that. Okay. It's like more like a slow burn sort of thing. It'll leave a smile on your face <laughs> and you'll be nice and relaxed. <laughs> I can just see you selling this shit to someone. Okay, so you got escorts. I have literally come from doing a Nuru massage job. Oh, just now? Oh, okay. Um, I shook your hand before. <laughs> It's fine. It's nice and soft. It leaves the skin beautifully soft. I was going to say, man, you've got great skin. <laughs> um, all right, so you're doing, uh, from this card, you've got strip shows, sexy waiter, hen's life drawing, adult movie performer, model, and a lot more. How quickly did you deviate from, like, just being an escort into the rest of the stuff? Um, so escorting was started off, it went really well when I was younger, sort of dipped off. I still kept my toes in, in it, and then I got more into it in my 
mid thirties. So I sort of five years. There was five years from my late twenties to yeah, uh, like twenty nine to about thirty five. I really slowed back on the escorting. Um, but then once I hit thirty five, uh, I went head first, dove into the deep end again, and went flat out. Um, the partner I had at the time, I then um, she was a stripper. Yep. Um, she wasn't when we were first dating. Um, she hinted that she was. And I said, what, do you want to go back to it? Do you want to go back to it? I'll drop you off at yeah. work while I go to work. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so she went back to stripping. I'm going, uh, I'd already started doing life modeling for hens parties. So I'd been doing that for a couple of years. Do you find that taxing, that sort of stuff? Because it's really interactive and... Life modelling for hens parties, not so much. Life modelling for art groups, I find very stressful. Why is that? Because with hens parties... Oh, there's, yeah, banter. There's banter, there's alcohol involved and... I can sort of move, and if I've got a if I've got an itch, I'll scratch. <laughs> and an art group, it's no, they want to draw the human body, so I'm standing still for X amount of minutes. Yeah, yeah. If I've got a scratch, bad luck, suck it up, princess. <laughs> That's it. But the suit of my time is <laughs> you know, scratch away. Do you do a lot of that sort of stuff? Um, look, the last two, before BC, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. after BC, not so. Everyone's still trying to get to normal at the moment. I was going to say COVID really sort of would have shaken this industry up like heaps. But um, we, I, I got a few things I want to ask you about that. Yep, that's fine. Okay, so so sort of- I grow. So I basically from so it was escorting, life modeling for hens parties. Then I went to life modeling for art groups with my partner at the time, and then started doing um, modeling work. So for um, Alternative magazines uh, for photographers for wedding albums and things like that. Um, wedding albums. What do yeah. You mean? So, uh, <laughs> what is small? Small. Well, you have got your typical wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, there was a period there where people wanted something different. Yeah. So they, you know, a much darker wedding. So the goth style yeah. of wedding. Myself and my partner at the time were a couple of goths and. We worked well in front of a camera, so we did a lot of sort of wedding portrait stuff so oh. people could get an idea of something. you got your typical bride and groom, the white wedding dress, the, the sort of the dark blue suit yeah. where you had black and black <laughs> at a cemetery. And everyone's wearing makeup. <laughs> and everyone's wearing makeup. And, you know, so... Okay. Um, so that's, I didn't, wouldn't have even considered that as, as a thing. Um, so we did, went to the modelling... Um, then from the modelling, I went to sort of, well, I'm doing life modelling, so I might as well do X-rated modelling as well. I'm already a sex worker, so that's how I started doing the X-rated modelling, X-rated shoots, and then, well, I might as well film it as well, so that's how I got to the, doing the porn. And then finally, I go, well, I'm already taking my clothes off in front of strangers. Might as well get paid for it, so let's add stripping to it, so... Was stripping the last thing you sort of took on? No, the Nuru massage was the last last thing I took on. What made you? How'd you see like an? Uh, how'd you see like an opening for that? Like how? How did that come to sort of fruition? Um, the Nuru massaging services came about 
because I'd seen I had knew a few girls that were doing that sort of type of stuff or doing massages with happy endings, and then sort of Nuru came along. Well, why not? Yeah, yeah, add it to your repertoire. Well, I mean, okay. you know, money's money, money's money. If I if I can if I can perform the service correctly and um, value for money, well, yeah. then why not? How'd you like look into it? Like, I mean, did you have to do a course? Like, did you um, research? I've had I had friends that were doing massage courses, and I was always their guinea pig. So I learnt massage techniques via them, and then yeah, research a course back then. Oh, sorry, not back then, but only like five years ago. Plenty of stuff on the internet. So I could yeah, research. I know YouTube sort of yeah, helped then, everything. Then YouTube tutorials and and it's always researching, always learning. Um, have you always been like a sole trader? Have you ever worked underneath anyone or for a group or anything like that? No, always never. Done. No, always on your own. Always on my own. I have done, I have worked with other escorts doing double jobs. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I meant more like um, getting either managed or having clients sort of managed for you and pushed towards you and stuff like that. Um, I do have a couple of lady, close lady friends that have taken on my services and they have quite happily passed on business oh, cards and referrals. Ongoing referrals. Do you give a discount for referrals? <laughs> It has been spoken about with my business manager. <laughs> I might give loyalty cards every every tenth stamp. You might get a. Did you find that? Like, did you get a lot of follow on sort of stuff? Like, someone would recommend you because of like their experience or whatever. Ah, uh, yes. There's a there's <clears> a <throat> there's a group of, group of ladies. Now, as each one of them gets married, they've hired me. They've, this same group of ladies have hired me. I think five or six times. As in, after they've gotten married. One of them's got married. Yeah. They've hired me for, say, a, a life modeling for a, for the hemp oh, party. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of their friends the same in that same group got married, then hired me as a stripper. And then they've so just and, turned and up then, to the same events, same women. Yep, more or less. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, a couple of odd ones in there. But, yeah, it's <laughs> the same sort of core ladies that yeah. have hired me four or five times for life modeling or, or, or stripping. I'm just... Like, obviously, the industry's uh, changed and, like, it's sort of become a bit um, even safer because, you know, with the sort of digital thing, you can screen and screen clients a lot easier than, say, you being 21 and just rocking up to someone's house. How did you – what were the first steps you put in to sort of protect yourself back then? Martial arts training. Yeah. What'd you do? Uh, I spent uh, four years doing karate. Yeah. Uh, Also, pressure point techniques. Yeah. do you have any negative experiences where you had to sort of, where you sort of thought, shit, something might happen here? Oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's always a risk. I mean, I've, I've jumped out of two-story buildings. Really? Jumped out of windows because their partners have come home, you know. <sighs> oh, shit. And, and, you know, jumped into the jumped into the nearest tree, so to speak, and <laughs> well, pretended I'm a monkey. No, no clothes, sort of just... Uh... Uh, no, I've managed to always grab my underwear, at least I can't get arrested for indecent exposure. At least your underwear. Not caught with your pants down. Jesus. No, I wasn't wearing any pants. <laughs> That's a sketchy situation, man. When well, did it's, that... It's only happened twice. Okay. That's um, <laughs> Two times out of a 27 years, you know, 365 days in a year. Two yeah, times those that, are good odds. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. Yeah, you're lucky. The percentage is, is, is minute. I'm not even worried about it. 
Yeah, and obviously now you know better, as in you know how to screen. And- yeah, these days, it, yeah. I don't, and plus, I'm a male worker. It's a lot different to a female worker. Male workers don't have as much trouble as female workers. Just generally dealing with, you mean? Generally dealing, dealing with, with dickhead customers or dickhead bookings. Okay, let's just make the assumption that women, uh, women workers, like female yep. workers, would be dealing with a lot more dickheads out there and a lot more arrogance and testosterone and shit. What are some of the things that you would have had to deal with, like outside of, like, say, I mean, you already mentioned it a bit regarding, like, you know, clients that sort of blur the line between client and personal. What were the, like, negative experiences that you would have had other than jumping out of a tree twice, uh, into a tree twice? You know? Um, I have had. I have had a couple of customers where they've paid for a service and they've tried to take it more. Um, I've had, you know, no, it's not allowed. Yeah. No, it's not allowed. No, it's not allowed. Do it one more, I'm going to break your thumb. Really? Yeah, I can see where that's going. And, and you know, it, it, I have got to the point where, yeah, if you don't say, if you don't stop, a little bit more pressure and you're going to have a broken thumb. Um, snapping a finger is really easy. And it will distract the person long enough for you to get out of the situation. Um, so that was back the, back then. I still have the techniques now, but these days I also have a my business manager. Um, she always knows where I am. So if it's a brand new customer. Like a buddy system, yeah. Yeah, she has um, you know, the address of where I'm going, how long the booking is. Yeah, so if you don't show like after two hours, it's like yep. where I sort of think. And I, I also offer the same service as a driver minder to other people in the industry for exactly the same thing. For- you need it. But that's what I'm saying is amazing, man. For you to be doing flying solo from like, you know, in the late 90s by yourself, that's scary. Like, yeah, it's also ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're not aware. I was, one thing that's interesting is, did you, um, I mean, you would have been on the road a bit and your name would have circulated. Did people start, other workers start knowing who you were? Like, did you start getting a bit of a rep? Because I'll be honest, you've already popped up like twice <laughs> from people that, one person that I was like, yeah, of course you, you know him. And then someone else was like, yeah, don't, like, uh, like how? Like, you, oh, man, I was at a box and one of the topless waitresses there had appeared at like an award show with you, showed us her social media. And I'm like, hey, I got this dragon. I freaked. <laughs> Not like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're coming up and you're putting in that much work, was there other, like you said initially there was no competition directly in your niche, but there are other male escorts. There are, the- other ma- there are other male <clears throat> escorts, but there is no. Sorry, I won't say there's no gothic male escorts because there are two that sort of currently sort of blur, in, blur into it. Um. But they don't do stripping, so I am, still am. <laughs> I still am the only gothic male stripper out there. Why wouldn't they do... Just curiously, why do you reckon they don't do stripping? Because, I mean... I don't know. I haven't asked them. Okay. You don't, you don't know them? You just know no, all no, of them? No, I, 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 I know them. I, I see one of them at, at, a, at a, some of the goth clubs. I see the other one at some of the fetish events. Yeah. Um, just never really asked. Okay. Um, 
if they do take up stripping, well, then I'm going to have to change my business cards. And <laughs> Your whole marketing has whole to ma- change. My whole marketing scheme and, and <laughs> called as a tax write-off. Um, I was going to say, when you were coming up, like, you know, you're sort of getting your name out there. Did you, how often would you see other escorts, you know, and start networking with other escorts? Um, early, early years, no, not at all, because it was still under the table. It was very taboo. These days... Completely different. Yeah. These days, I network. Um, I had a meeting today with another another escort. Uh, she was looking for a driver minor service. Yeah. Um, and she was possibly interested in in my massage services, even though she's a masseuse herself. Yeah. So. Um. So these days, yeah, it's very much. A lot I, know, of I know I'm jumping around a bit. I was just going to okay. say, um. Fix it all and edit. <laughs> yeah. Musos, fix it in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in like when you first sort of, like even back then, like today I can sort of guess, you know, with the emails and the DMs and all that sort of shit, it's a lot more fluid, a lot quicker sort of response times. You said you had snail mail for fuck's sakes coming to your PO box. What was involved like as in getting your service, like, you know, your, your repertoire out there, getting the price list out there, the, the whole sort of process, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's evolved as you've gotten older and you've, Oh, it's, it's evolved big time. Yeah. What were you doing in the early days? Like, say typic- like say a woman's answered your ad. You know what I mean? Said, yeah, hey, I need someone. Find me, you know. How um, did it sort of go about? Oh, God. <clears throat> um, trying to remember. Yeah. That's the problem. Too much alcohol. Um, <laughs> too much alcohol, too much caffeine. Um Now, you... Can't quote me on this, but since it's a podcast, you probably can. Um, <laughs> look, uh, it was a lot of sort of wheeling and dealing, trying to work out what they wanted, how long. Um, and I didn't really have a set fixed price. It was all spare of the moment. You know, if I needed a bit more money, the prices were a little bit higher. If I didn't need so much, the prices would be a little bit. Plus, a fuel went up this week, and I had yeah, to bump yeah, it by yeah, fifty yeah, bucks. Yeah, it was it was along those lines. It was very looking back on it now. Going, I, I really managed my business badly. I'm like surprised. Any small business. Owner. I'm surprised I'm still in business. Yeah, but, you know, I was going to say, like, it's not like you're selling cars or you know coffee. How receptive were say your clients? Like when you sort of, I'm assuming you did like an introductory meet, like initially just to discuss. Sometimes I, no, back then I sort of didn't. Oh. These days I do now. That yeah. was one. That was one of the mistakes I've made early on. Just rocking up. Just rocking up. Okay. And literally it was sink or swim. <laughs> um, but these days, no, I, I offer an uh, introductory meet and greet. Yeah. Um, which this- will then come off. Are the people that you're meeting, are they, um, I mean, I'm sure, like, let's, see, that's the thing. I know that you'd be meeting all wakes of life, you know, coming from all different sort of backgrounds, but just the general attitude and the general openness to discuss and, you know, the whole service sort of thing, are people sort of hesitant? Are they they still sort of like- They are nervous. They are, they are a bit hesitant, but they've contacted me. It's not like I've, these days I don't go out looking for, for work. I just put my heads up. When the phone rings, or when I get DM messages, I'll reply. Um, so these days, they contacted me. So they already have a 
they already have an idea of what they want. Yeah. Um, yes, they are nervous in talking to me. That's why generally a text message is a little bit easier these days. And then I go, look, I'm happy to have a meet and greet. We'll have a coffee. You can sit down. This will come off your next booking. And we well, I know get- you, you mentioned that. Yep. <laughs> this is coming off your next – the coffee's coming off your next booking. So, you know, they pay for – like on my website, a meet and greet is between 30 to 45 minutes. It's 50 bucks. If you then book me for my escort service – this which will I, come off your final fee. That, yeah. That'll come off. So instead of me charging $400 an hour, it's now 350 because you've yeah. already... Yeah. And it's just the, a way for the customer to ease the nerves, especially for the females, um, customers, to ease the nerves and go, look, you know, I'm not here to, to take advantage of you. This is what I offer. What do you want to get from a booking? Yeah. What do you want to, to retreat? If you want wham, bam, thanking man for 60 minutes, then that's what we'll do. If you want a nice massage, sit down and have a meal, that's what we'll do. If you want to cuddle on the couch and watch a movie, we'll do that. And that's clearly defined, like going in? Yeah, that's that's going in. It's it's All, all that sort of stuff's worked out prior to me turning up on the doorstep so to speak, and um, like a boyfriend, so my oh, main yeah, thing is boy, boy, boyfriend experience, so all this is sort of sorted out, and it's literally go by the flow, there's no crossing boundaries, I don't cross their boundaries, they don't cross my boundaries, I've got some hard hard limits, and, and some, if you do it, this booking is finished, Um, so we're all on the same page. What about like what about during a booking if they want to change something or add something to the service? Now, this is what see the upsell. <laughs> the upsell, the upsell. Okay. I don't do an upsell. At all. So when they hire me for an escort service, they are paying for my time. Yeah. We've already sort of agreed the scope of things we'll do in that time. I know there are a genre out there that will constantly go, oh, if you want that, it's an extra 50. If you want that, it's an extra 100. There is a genre out there, and all they do is they make it the industry worse for themselves. They've got a bad reputation as it is. I won't say what the genre is. (laughs) Not on air. Um, If you want to know, you can contact me. Um, But, yeah, so I basically... A lot of the extra services that a person inquires about, I've gone, well, depends on what you're, how long you've booked before. Um, if it's a long booking, definitely no extra charge whatsoever because we can work into that. And that could be a number of different things from fetishes to taboo stuff to whatever, role-playing, whatever. But um, you've got me for eight hours. Yeah. With plenty let's, of time. Plenty yeah. of time. Let's work into that. If it's not good, we'll step back and we'll try something different. How often are you surprised by like a client? As in someone- I'm not. Ever? I'm not. As in like you get a prototype, say a, a woman that fits, you know, the, the character profile that you've seen a hundred times and then they request something off the wall or- I, I, I don't- 
I don't assume what they're going to request. Because I can't, and I can't I, imagine how many personalities you've actually dealt with. And I know. don't, and I don't assume, I don't assume what they're going to request, what they after, what they want to get out of a booking. Apart from the bottom line is they want a good time and value for money. It's value for money, and value for money I put above everything else. Yeah, they're paying, they're paying for my time. I want them to have their money's worth. I also want repeat business. <laughs> if I give a if I give a crappy service, they're not gonna. They're yeah, not, no, hundred percent. And it's word of mouth, as you've said yourself. You go, oh, that's dragon. I've, I've, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's word of mouth. How um, I was gonna say, how long have your what's your like longest repeat customer that you've had for like the longest stint? Five years. Five years. Was it always sort of the same sort of scenario, or did they? Um, um, it went up and down. It went up and down over, over the years. Would you say like their personal life maybe attributed to their usage? Uh, possibly. I don't know. I didn't ask. I was going to. That's the other thing I was going to ask you. Obviously, to protect yourself, you keep your personal shit locked. How much of their personal life do you actually? I don't know. Maybe become a receptacle for because I'd assume. A lot of lonely housewives may start talking, and they they do start talking. Um, I take it in if they want a advice, just a general advice. I'll give general advice. Um, I'm always polite and courteous of their needs. It's um, if they want to offload, that's fine. Offload, you're paying for my time, that's fine. Um, whether I reciprocate in what, in the sense that. What they want to hear, um, it's all very individual. I, there is a lot a line. This is what I'm sort of picturing, man. I'm trying to. I want to know how you would actually handle it. Say a woman books you for yep. three hours, right? And she says, you know, uh, meeting, you know, come down, blah blah blah, and there'll be, you know, sex is the bottom line at the end of the day, right? Yep. That'll be the final sort of thing. Nothing fucking out of the ordinary, but just standard. And you get there. You're talking, maybe you're fucking around a bit, but nothing serious. And then she starts offloading problems or just whatever's on her mind. You get to three hours, you haven't done anything physical, but your time is up. You're, have you tried to redirect it to that, like throughout the, the – but she's just offloading. If, if she's offloading and she's – um, you know, I'll be – there'll be subtle things like, you know, I'll be, I'll be holding her for that example. You know, I'd be holding her hand, probably cuddling um, – yeah, and see what her physical vibe is. If physically, if she's not into it, she's not into it. I'm not going to push the push the subject. But uh, my point is more of like you get to three hours and you're like, well, boop, boop, time's up, and she's like, well, but we haven't done anything physical yet. I would be reminding her that you know you've sort of got me for a period of time. Okay, the, the, so you will drop that hint. Yeah, drink. I'll 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 drop the hint. But if she doesn't want to do anything, well, that's fine. Okay, but the booking stays the same. Nothing the, changes. The booking stays the same. You, and people are okay with that? As in, have you ever had anyone react nev- negatively to that? Like, think that your time is, you know, I mean, time is money, clearly. Yeah. But we, I, I'd imagine some people would get almost entitled to that time. Um, there are, there have been, or some people have the assumption That's of, what I'm saying, of yeah. they're entitled to, you know, oh, I've paid for you, so we're, we're, we're fucking. Mm. Going, You've paid for my time. I said, 
We got sixty. We got sixty seconds. So if you want, we can have a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Um, sixty seconds. So you know, it's but if you'd like to extend the time, yeah, then by all means. Um, you know, maybe depending on the situation, I might go right. If you book me again, especially within a week, maybe I'll I'll I might. Look at, my your little, availability. look at your your sales, mate. Yeah. If you book me within yeah. a week. <laughs> In a week, I might be able to double your time for the same price. I can't. <laughs> your all, business acumen is like next level. It's, you, it's, you've got it all figured out. You, you, well, I'm selling myself. This is a cutthroat market. I am selling myself, especially as a male worker to females. Yeah. Because the female attitude is, and I've come across it, is, oh, I can just go down to the pub and pick up whoever. And I go, well, by all means, do that. But if you catch something, go see your local GP and get, get a test. See, I, I remember years ago, we did a podcast here, and um, uh, there was a female on the panel, one of the regulars, and we are talking about, you know, um, she was talking about being harassed in clubs, you know, by guys and all that sort of shit. And the assumption was there were three other males on the panel. And the assumption was that we didn't have to deal with that. And I said, that's ridiculous. She says, what do you mean? I go, I've been assaulted in clubs. She says, what do you mean? I go, walk into the bar and some woman's grabbed my groin. She says, what? And, I, and then we all went around the table. We all put our hand up. We said, yeah, that's happened many times. Mm. And I've, I've said it. I go, sorry, but I don't actually know you. Like, back off. But women have, there are women that will have that assumption. Yes. That's why I'm saying, like, it would have been, especially when hand has got, and money has gone over. You yes, know, that is correct. That's what I'm saying. Is that something you've had to deal with yes. frequently? Yes. <laughs> what? Look at the seriousness in those eyes. Yeah, I've had to deal with it. So, even even when money hasn't exchanged hands because I'm known and yeah. they've seen me, they've gone for a grab and I've gone, love, that's just now going to cost you 50 bucks or I'm going to break your thumb. How, you, you, how often you, do you reckon that would come up, as in become a thing? Oh. Say, say in 20 jobs, you know, would it be one in 20 or one in 50? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a low number. Um, it's not necessary in jobs. It's when I'm out, not actually on the clock, so to speak. If I go out to a club, someone sees me or out in the... Just your, your reputation itself like, yeah. is enough to sort of get someone thinking that they have access just because. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's a, that's a shit thing, man. And, I mean... And both sexes are just as hard, just as easy. They're both at fault. They're, they're, um, even with things like domestic violence, rape, both sexes are just as bad as each other. So one gets more media coverage than the other. Um, so, yeah, it's both sexes are just as blamed. I've, for an example... My next partner of mine, she was a dancer at a well-known strip club here in Melbourne, and out of all the years she'd been doing it, she'd been doing it for, for 10 plus years, all the privates, she only had to kick out two people, and they were both females. Really? In that situation, the men kept their hands to themselves, but the women felt they were entitled to touch. And the rules are no touching. They got thrown out. That's one scenario. 
that's I haven't I still know a lot of ladies dancers I haven't spent enough time with them recently to find out where they still have the same sort of problems I don't ima- I don't imagine that that would go away you know they don't, they don't go away but the frequency of them where we, they're less I think you're getting better just as yeah I think these days people are are starting to accept people that work in the adult industry it's a job I have again it's different from males to females I know blokes when I've had day jobs and they find out I do porn they go oh I'd fuck a porn star for free and I've got why oh so I can get my rocks off okay so this happened when I was a, a motor mechanic and this was my apprentice. You're a mechanic? Yeah, I'm a qualified <laughs> motor mechanic. I had no idea. <laughs> um, that's why I recommend buying a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> no plugs, but Toyota wants to throw me some money. Feel free. Um, <laughs> Dragon Up presents the Toyota Corolla. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I apprentice at the time that um, Amy, he was going, okay, put down your tools, go to the foreman, tell him you're going to work the rest of the day for free. Well, well No. I've got, to, I've got to put fuel in my car. I said, I don't care. You've just said you're a fucking porn star for free. So put down your tools, go to the foreman, clock off, and then come back and we'll, we'll finish working on this car. Yeah. I can't do that. Well, <laughs> you know, being a, doing adult movies, part of the pun, it's hard work. <laughs> so, you know, I get paid to do something you're, you know, I've got to give that service. Yeah, it's a job. It's a job. In the end of the day, it's a job. I clock on, do my job, go home. Okay? So that attitude, one, you've ripped yourself off. Okay? You've gone and worked, for, say, four hours and haven't got paid. And what are you doing? Oh, okay, so you got your rocks off. But did that put food in your stomach? Did that put gas in your in your car? No. So now you've got to come to your, now you got to go find a day job or work even longer hours because you took four hours off your day job. Okay, so now you've got to work harder. Use your brain. So you know, time is money, and that's it. No, I get it, man. I like I do this podcast. I don't get paid a salary to do it. This is all mine. I pay for everything. And when people say, "Oh, but you like it?" Yeah, but it's ten hours of work to get one episode off the ground. You know? Yep. If we chat for three hours, I've got to go back and listen to that edit for another three hours. Three That's hours. six. Not yep. including travel time, not including everything else. It'd Correct. Be nice to get paid a salary, but that's the point. You know, you don't work for free. So if anybody, if anybody wants to sponsor this podcast, feel free. <laughs> He's looking for sponsors. I was going to say, um, have you ever crossed the line yourself, like as in blurred lines with a client because of how you felt? Like you said, you can compartmentalise, but surely... Um, I have made a few mistakes in the past. Um, I will admit to it. I've, I've made mistakes, um, but then I've learnt from them too. That's a quick lesson to learn as well. And yes, that's a quick lesson, <laughs> and I've made those in my first sort of 10 years of the business. 10 years? Do you reckon you would have sort of, you know, uh, sort of got earned your stripes quicker if you had someone mentoring you along the way? Um. I would have made less mistakes. Yeah. You, still, you, still you, 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 you still make mistakes. I would have just had less. Yeah. 
and I might have done things a little bit differently. Things could have been a little bit smoother. But if things could have been smoother, of course, that means less mistakes. I'm just realising that you got into this because you wanted to buy a guitar. <laughs> yeah. I just, for some reason... Like, and I sold that guitar to pay for my divorce lawyer. No. Oh. To a good friend who still got it, so... Oh, that's okay then. <laughs> as long as you can see it. I was going to say, um, how often are you approached like for mentorship and stuff like that? Uh, these days, quite a bit. Really? Um, because I don't hide the fact that what I do... Um, not my website. I hand out business cards left, right, and centre. I leave them on public transport. I leave them on the seats. I leave them at restaurants. I just, I leave them everywhere. How have I not found one? <laughs> you, 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 I never know who will come across it. You never know. It's a complete random. Uh, even social media profiles are sort of. It's a fine line between business and social media profiles and all that. And I walk. On the line. So it's not advertising, but it's, yeah, it's a real fine line. Would you, um, have you seen, like, people that you've mentored, what do you, what's, like, what's your initial advice? What do you tell them that, like, what they need to sort of be aware of immediately? Well, I ask them, why do you want to get into it? Yeah. If someone said they wanted to buy a guitar, what would you tell them? Okay. Let's, let's, okay. If that's, if that's your goal, okay, do you want to continue, keep working after you bought that guitar? Yeah. Is it enough to buy the guitar and then be done? Yeah. yeah. Are you or are you only wanting to get, you know, get that ten thousand dollar Gibson and that's it. That's all you want. You know, do you want to make the ten grand in a week, two weeks, three weeks, a whole year, buy it at the end of the year for yourself as a Christmas present? What do you want to do? So first question is why? Yeah. Why? What do you do after that? What's your next step? Why if they get the sort of I won't say a correct answer, because everyone thinks their answer is correct. Yeah. Um, if I give an appropriate answer that I feel is appropriate, so it's going on my opinion, if that's the reason why they want to get into the business, well, fine, okay. Well, then you've got marketing, you need a name, bank accounts, separate phone, you know, have you thought about all that? Have you thought about a price list? Have you thought about your market? That's just the business plan. Yeah. Then, you, then you're hitting them up as far as business. Yeah. I said, have you, got a, have you got a business plan? Yeah. You should be giving seminars on business plans, man. No. What do you mean, no? Nah? Too much time. <laughs> they, pay, they pay well. They actually pay well. You know, like a, a startup, you know, someone that wants, like a 101 for startups, you know what I mean? Like, you want to, are you an entrepreneur? Do you want to start a business? This is how you do it. Who knows? Maybe I can add it to the business. <laughs> I would go to that class, man. Because <laughs> you're not your, your typical dude. You know what I mean? It's another. It's another edge. Maybe it's startups for quirky niche industries. Maybe. Who knows? How often are you approached? How often are you approached as far as mentorship, mentorships, and stuff? Uh, these days, I'm sort of getting sort of one every two months. These days, um, used to be like only once a year, but. It's sort of becoming more regular because people are more accepting it. Of course, the new anti-discrimination laws of decriminalisation of sex work in Victoria has passed, and so people are now starting to look more. Oh, okay, that's a viable form of income. Yeah, but it's a cutthroat market. They don't realise how hard it is until they get into it. And when I point out the fact that you know you aren't, especially as a, as a male, I'm going well, okay, one. 
are you going to service? Okay, I'm ass- and then I just go. I'm assuming you want to fuck people. Okay, I've gone. <laughs> now, do you want? Okay, is your audience going to be male or female or both? And they go female. Okay, so you've lost fifty percent of your income. Yeah. You know, what do you mean? And I said, well, you've just ruled out. Okay, I said, look here, thousand people, five hundred males, five hundred females. You said you now only want to. Fuck females, so you're down to 500 customers. You're marketing yourself only to half the... Okay. And I said, now, in that 500, I said, I'm, you know, young, old, what? Oh, I only want to do young ones. Okay, so now you're down to 250. I said, okay, so basically once you're there, I do simple math for them. I'm going, okay, now you've got five customers. That may take your services on. That may take your service in the end. Here's a question, man. I was going to ask you before. How many young people would be looking for escorts? Maybe not necessarily for yourself, but like actually in the market looking for, for an escort. For male customers, they're generally they're the ones looking. Um, I have had young female customers before. Um, when I say young, that under 25. Um, are their reasoning is their reasoning a lot different to what a, ma- a male customer would typically want at twenty five and under? Yeah. What did not? What does it normally come from? As in, what's their motivation to get a, a, an escort? Um, some of the younger females is is they've been very work orientated, so they've they've had white collar jobs. They just haven't had time for relationships and everything, and they've been really career orientated, and they haven't actually had fun, so to speak. That's when they turn to people like myself, where males are, is is they're thinking of their second their second heads doing all the thinking. <laughs> Young and dumb and full of cum. That's basically what it is. Oh my god! <laughs> How many? Um, I was going to say when people sort of hit you up for a mentorship sort of thing, you know, one every two months, one every six. How many of them have you seen? go forward and become escorts and actually stick it out. Don't know. You don't follow up with them? I don't, I don't follow up. And if they want to follow up me, I, I sort of have a sit down, have a meeting with them. Um, generally, they do pay for my time. Um, and that's it. I leave them be. Um, if they start coming, if they start, you know, if I start seeing their ads pop up in the same search as me, well, yeah, then I might go, <laughs> like, uh, and might take note, but no one offers what I do, and I'm the only one in Australia that offers the amount of work that I offer. So you really are standalone, like the, the stand. I am literally a standalone person. There is no other male escort that offers the stripping, the massaging, the life modelling, the new room massages, the driving money, and doing porn. There's no other in the country. I'm really, I'm not, I'm sort of surprised. I thought more people, like I think, be. You want to add more things to your, your act, you know what I mean? Like in in the industry, a lot of them will do sort of two things. So maybe they'll do escorting and driving, or escorting and and porn, or maybe they'll do porn and stripping. Mm. But I I do the lot. What about as far as like registration? How does that sort of work for you? Uh, I am a licensed sex worker, hence that little number at the bottom of the card. <laughs> yeah. What do you actually have to do to become licensed? Uh, fill out a form, basically. That is? That, that, that's it. Pay a fee? Uh, no, because I work independently. 
So I'm not a brothel and I'm not an agency. So under the Victorian laws, and every state is different. Uh, Victoria's got the harshest laws when it comes to sex work. Is there any reason for that? Just just cunts. <laughs> just Victoria, bunch of cunts. That's it. <laughs> um, Are you allowed, allowed to go into another state to work, though? Yes. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Some states are still a bit hesitant on on sex work. In general, not not just Victorians going into their state. Yeah, just like, I uh, believe, Northern Territory. Um, it is legal in other states. Northern Territory is still a bit, bit hesitant. Um, but I still do tour the whole country. Yeah. So, and I will go to other states. Not a problem. I don't have a problem flying to other states, especially if you book me for a weekend. <laughs> the weekend package. Yeah. I was going to say, so getting registered, it's literally filling out a form, telling the government what you're doing. Uh, it's it's the business authority of form um, licensing place. Uh, you fill out a form. Um, so I'm a registered uh, sex worker. So they can look up my number. It's associated with me, me only. Um, you don't need one if you're working in New South Wales. But if a New South Wales resident in the business wants to work in Victoria... They need a number, and certain things. Even um, and having that number, there are certain advertising rules that I need to apply by, such as, such as you'll notice on that card. Where to put it? Yeah. Yep. Because the number is on that side of the card. Uh huh. It can only be from a shoulder up or fully clothed. I cannot be nude. Because the number's there. Because the number's there. What's the difference? That's just the, that's just the advertising laws in Victoria. Okay, so the flip, yeah, it's a side on shot. Not on sh- the number's not there. You also technically can't tell it's me. What do you mean? Oh, as in, like it's not a frontal shot of your face. Not a frontal shot of my face. And people have asked me, "Oh, is that you?" I'm not going to put someone else's body on my <laughs> business card. Of course, it's me, but they can't tell. Yeah, it could be any dude. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Why you can't have any distinguishing photos on the flip? Um, on that side, I could because there's no number on that side. It's the side with the number that cannot be. I cannot have nude photos. But you have to have a distinguishing photo. You don't have to have a distinguishing photo. It's just more business orientated. If you, if you have your photo up there, yeah, so people can recognise you. Um. That's a lot of rules, man, just for a, like a business That's card. Victoria. Oh, it's get worse. It's different for other states. Oh, does it get better or worse in other states? Better. Victoria's the, Victoria's the worst. Um, what would happen? Like, I mean, who would pull you up, say, for this card? Oh, look, the boys in blue, if they really want, if they knew they're the vice squad. But chances are they probably don't. Like, No, they're... chances are they don't, but there is a chance. And do you get pulled up by cops at all? <laughs> for, for, for speeding? No, no, no. For saying, like, <laughs> um, not for the adult work. I haven't had problems with the boys in blue. Well, I guess you're not standing on a corner. Like it's a different. No, I'm not standing on a corner. Um, so I haven't had that trouble. You feel that's? I mean, with the laws changing and everything, that is definitely changing industry, like a hundred percent. I mean, it's sort of hard. It's a hard way to sort of put it. Um, 
it's taking it out of the grey. As I'm the registered sex worker, it's taking it out of the grey more into the black with these youth laws. Those laws are also more towards sort of the street work, street workers. I'm not, um, okay, because I'm not going to stand on a corner eight no. hours a day and try to make money that way. Look, everything you've said literally is a, le- is a legitimate business. Yeah. Like, I, am a, I am a business. That's, not- the, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you go down to Grey Street, they're trying to make money, but they're not running a business. No. With the, ac- with the foresight and the hindsight that you've, you've sort of put forward. Hence why the name is such a unique name, because it's all part of the business. Yeah.